everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Ann James from DrAnnJames.com, and I present to you the Freedom Battle Buddies of Color podcast. This podcast highlights and gives voice to the remarkable experiences and expertise of women of color who are currently serving or have served in any branch of the military. I believe that these inspirational stories of triumph and trial will help other women in the military and veteran communities successfully navigate their own freedom journey. You see, my definition of freedom is when you embrace the mindset of doing what you want, when you want, without ever worrying about money. Listen in as we chat it up about everything freedom. I'm talking about financial freedom, lifestyle freedom, and everything in between. Before we jump in, go ahead and hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss a future episode. So with that, let's get to it. Hi there, it's your host, Dr. Ann, and it's my pleasure to introduce today's guest, Latrice Johnson. Over the past 16 years, while serving as an intelligence analyst in the U.S. Navy Reserve, Latrice has had the opportunity to interact and collaborate both professionally and personally with personnel from various diverse cultural backgrounds. If serving her country isn't enough, Latrice is also a stylist and holistic wealth assistant dedicated to helping women elevate their life and brands through style, and also helping millennials live holistically wealthy lives through thought-provoking, educational, and informative conversation. As a former Dave Ramsey preferred financial coach, Latrice believes financial freedom is so much more than a specific amount of money, but instead about living out your lifestyle on your own terms. With that, let's get to it with my girl, Latrice Johnson. Welcome to the podcast, Latrice. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Happy New Year to you. Same to you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate you agreeing to um, come on the show. You know, my guest, let me just let you guys in on a little secret. Latrice and I did some coaching together and that's how we met. And that's how we learned that we both are uh, military veterans. And you know, the women veterans group is so small. So when you're in training or coaching together and find out that, you know, you got another sister, military sister in the group. We just had to make it happen and to um, bring her on the podcast. So once again, thank you for agreeing to be on the show today, sis. Of course. Yes, yes. So I like to start out with a question that I ask a lot of my guests. I'd like to hear their um, viewpoint on it because I have my own definition. So I just want to know your definition. How do you define financial freedom? For me, financial freedom is when I have enough money or resources to where I can live the life that I truly desire without having to worry about money and without having to worry about trading so much of my time that I can be using to spend with family and doing all the stuff that I love. That's my definition of financial freedom. Like it's not a certain dollar amount. It's just what works specifically for you based on the life and vision you have planned for yourself. Exactly. I love that, how you said that, you know, it's not a specific dollar amount, right? Because a lot of people hear that, oh, financial freedom, oh, I have to have a million dollars or I have to do this or do that. No, it's not even about that. It's whatever the amount is that allows you to live the lifestyle that you want, right? We all have different lifestyle and what makes us happy, that type of stuff. So whatever your definition is, because it's a very personal definition, right? Um, right. So whatever the personal definition is, is truly all that matters. So with that, I wanted to ask you, out of all the things in the world, what made you decide to join the military? Well, 
what made me decide to join the military was that I felt it was it was a safe and easy and sure thing for me to do after graduating. My initial plan was to go to college, but that kind of changed because I was a teen mom. So college was not at the forefront of my thoughts anymore. You know, being able to provide for my daughter was. So that is why I decided to go in the military. It was safe and a sure thing. Gotcha. Safe and a sure thing. To provide that stability, you know, right, right. Um, for your mm-hmm. for your daughter. And what branch did you serve in again? The Navy. Yeah. Navy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was thinking Army. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, I tried to go Air Force. I tried to go Air Force, but at the time, the recruiters told me they were not taking single parents. So Navy. that sounds like something the Air Force would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's then but then caught me a day or two later after I find, signed a contract with the Navy and said, are you still interested in joining the Air Force when I take a single parents? I was like, what? Wow. Wow. So how did that work out for you going in as a single parent, going into the Navy? How did that work out? Did you have to leave your daughter with a family member, power of attorney, that type of stuff? How did that work? So this is how it works. The recruiter that I, I was initially supposed to go active duty. But somehow it was two different contracts going around with saying I was active and saying that I was a reservist. So by the time I had my first experience of MILPS and then it was like, which, you no, know, we have to throw out one of these contracts. Both can't be valid at the same time. So I went with reserves because I was like, okay, I don't know if I could do this full time. And then I don't want to be away from my child so long. So I was a reservist and I only had to relinquish like custody of my daughter for like a that short period of time while I did boot camp and while I did a school. So I wasn't away from her too, too long. Even with that, like I was still able to like experience some of the active side, but still also be available and present with my child too. Okay. Okay. And what was your job in the Navy? An Intel specialist. Intel. Mm-hmm. Wow. How did, did you like that? How was that? It's been good. It's been very interesting. I've learned a lot, got to experience a lot because of the job. So, yes, it's been good. It's been good. It's been good. So how would you say that being a woman, you know, not just a woman, right, but Mm -hmm. being a woman of color while serving in the Navy impacted your military service? I will say, and to add, um, going back to me being in the intel field, like it's not many women of color in the intel field. So with that added in, I would say I have experienced all the overall, it's been a good time, you know, and, and then experiencing a sense of pride. Like I am a woman of color in a field that most women of color are not in. But at the same time, I will say I have experienced a lot of microaggressions in this field, like with just some things as small as, well, it's not really small to me, but it may seem small to others. If it is like one or two other women of color who are Intel analysts as well, like people not really taking the time to distinguish the difference between us. Like we all get called the same name just because we black because we don't. We're not the same shape size. <laughs> so to even call be calling us all the same name is like, come on, we don't we don't look alike. We, That's we basically what they're saying. Right. Right. Y'all all right. look alike. So look, all y'all Latrices up in here. <laughs> right, right. So I've been in for 16 years and it's still the same to this day. Still the same to this day. 
that's like on the, the, the smaller side, like on the larger side, it could be something as blatant as somebody making a racist comment. So it's been an experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so stereotypical, right? You all look, <laughs> you know, we all look alike or whatever have you. So that is so um, stereotypical. So you've been in 16 years. So is it safe to say you're making a career of it to do 20 or 20 yeah, and beyond? Way over the um, halfway mark. So I might as well just finish it out. Right, right. So have you started at all, you know, planning or thinking about your transition? Because, you know, the transition out of the military is inevitable, right? And people think, you know, something they can stay in, yeah, 20, 30 years, you know, that type stuff and start planning maybe six months out, you know, that type stuff. Have you given any thought in regards to your transition plan? What is that going to look like for you when that time comes? And what does that look like? I have. I think about it a lot, especially since I'm so close to the 20, 20 year mark. Mm-hmm. And because I'm so close and because I am so like used to this and enjoy it so much, I've actually been thinking about doing the 30 years. It's hard to imagine like what my life would be like after the military, even though I am a reservist. It's like the people, the opportunities, the experiences that I have and am continuing to have since I've been in. It's just like, I just can't imagine my life outside of that. But when I think about getting out, I think about how I can, you know, have a little bit more um, freeway to do whatever I want with my hair. And also also just travel a whole lot more without having to worry about being back in time. Because I don't know why it is, but all of the major events that I want to go to are always planned right around my drill weekends and that that's my duty my obligation so you know I have to pass up on a lot of those things I want to do outside of the military as far as like traveling so that's one thing I was thinking about looking forward to then you know I'm an entrepreneur so I feel like once I transition from that to military it'll be easier for me to just be fully focused on that and go harder on that Yeah, well, you bring up a good point in that. And I just posted about it yesterday, right? Like you mentioned that you can't imagine your life outside of the military, right? Because it sounds like similar to myself, you joined the Navy right after high school. So the military is all you know, all you've known as far as working and stuff like that. I know it was for me, my only job was at McDonald's, right? So I didn't know nothing else about working besides serving in the military. So when you're talking about serving 20 years or you even maybe going for 30, that is a long time. And the issue with that, I should say, or the concern, what happens is, and research backs this up, is that we tend to, when we make that eventual transition, there's um, like what they call an identity strain. Like we start having an identity conflict. Especially, you know, when we transition out now we're around civilians and, you know, whether it's working at civilian organizations or yourself, like you said, wanting to be an entrepreneur, we start, you know, tripping like, oh, my goodness, we can't relate that type stuff. So it's interesting that you um, mentioned that and that you're already thinking about that. Like, Mm -hmm. how can you position yourself so that when that transition does happen, it's a lot smoother for you? So now I'm glad that you're thinking about it now, right? So even 16, if you decide to say 20 years or, you know, or to 30, you're already planning for that. And I think that's what a lot of people don't do sometimes is to plan ahead. 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Instead of waiting to the last minute. So that's awesome that you're doing that. But one of the um, main reasons that I wanted to have you on the show is that you have a great story around your finances. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you're, as we mentioned at the top of the show, financial freedom is allowing you to have enough resources and to free up your time to do or to live, I should say, that life of freedom to do whatever you want, your hair, our nails, that type stuff. So when did you start your journey to um, financial freedom? It was in 2017. Okay. I was actually deployed to Cuba and I was made aware of this program, the Dave Ramsey program. So I took those classes to learn about financial freedom. And then I was just like, this is some good stuff. It was simple enough, but you know, you have, even with simple stuff, stuff that seems simple, you have to be reminded of it constantly to practice it constantly. So that's when my journey started, 2017 when I was in Cuba and got introduced to Dave, the Dave, Dave Ramsey course. Okay. So same here. That's mm-hmm. a, you know, Dave Ramsey is um, total money makeover, you know, mm-hmm. that plan. Like you said, it may seem simple, but for me, it was that having that structure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Step one. Step two, step three, you know, not saying that it was perfect, but, you know, if you follow the plan, it would work for you. So 2017, so that was just really going on four or five years ago for you. What did you have a lot of debt that you was dealing with? What was your situation? Yes, I had debt. I had debt, but then I still had the desire to do more, to learn like what exactly was financial literacy. But the debt was the initial motivating factor. Yep, I wanted because I was, I was at a, but I wasn't even living paycheck to paycheck. I was living debt to debt. It was just that bad, mm-hmm. and I was, I was tired of that. I was like, I'm not even, I'm all out of money in my paycheck. So I'm having to to borrow, and it's just rolling, rolling snowball debt. Just keep building up because I can't even cover the cost of just the necessities to be able to live without having to acquire more debt. And I was just tired of that. I was like, this is not the way. I don't want to live like this. Wow. Yeah living debt to debt. That's something serious right there. <laughs> you know, right. something serious. But you know, you had that point in your life where you're like, okay, this is enough. I surely I can do better than this. Right. So once you realize that, what are some steps you took, you know, to help pay down your debt or to control your spending, especially while deployed? That's a unique situation in and of itself. So what are some of the things that you did? So it's easy. I couldn't just, I didn't have an option to spend on other stuff. It was just pay the bills, pay the person who was um, taking care of my kids while I was gone, pay daycare fees and stuff like that. So that was it. And then the rest, I just took it and I threw it all on my debt. And I, um, I did the snowball effect. Like I would, I paid the, um, the, smallest debt off first and just kept going and going and going because it was motivating for me seeing it all just being chipped away and that those were the steps that I took to pay off the debt. Gotcha. Do you remember like the total amount of debt that you end up paying off and in what time frame? Mm-hmm. It was like 33000 within nine months. I was support for 11 months, but I think around the nine month mark is when I had everything taken care of. 
What a wonderful feeling, right? (laughs) What a wonderful feeling. And, you know, and I want to piggyback off something that you mentioned as well, that you said you used the snowball method, right, Um, Mm -hmm. to help pay off your debt. And, you know, for my listeners out there, that's just one way to pay off debt, right? There's Mm -hmm. multiple ways to pay off debt. So, you know, whether it's the snowball method, there's one called the avalanche method, you know, there's an 80 20, there's different methods. Mm-hmm. The method isn't necessarily the thing you need to anchor yourself on. It's really like, like you said, the reason why you wanted to get out of debt, your mindset, right? You, you was tired, right? You, you was tired living that way, you know, for your children and stuff like that. And that's one thing about being deployed, you know, while you're active duty or in the reserve as well, is that it allows you to position yourself to prosper financially. I know when I was deployed, like you said, you don't have that spending that we can normally do here in the States and stuff like that, whether it's fast food or ordering online, that type of stuff. We have to worry about all that deployed. Plus, you're getting all of these, you know, extra pay, hazardous duties paid, family separation allowance, tax free, right? Your base pay is tax free. That was huge. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Having a plan, you know, for all that extra money is so critical. I think that is awesome that you took advantage of this situation while you was deployed. And I said the same thing. I was like, if I'm going to be deployed, I'm going to make the most of this. Right. And I bank money, bank money. And that allowed me to, you know, come back and pay off my home. You know what I'm saying? But it's really about, you know, just getting intentional with your money. So, yeah, thirty three thousand in nine months. That is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. That is so awesome. So what piece of advice would you give someone that's out there listening right now, whether they they may be deployed to or not, or they may have already transitioned out, you know, did their time. And once again, don't get it twisted, you guys. It's not a matter of, oh, well, she served, you know, 16 years. Are you retired? No, no, it's not a, a matter of that. So what piece of advice would you give someone if they wanted to start their journey to their journey, I should say, to financial freedom, whatever that definition is, like we said, what piece of advice would you give to them? I want to kind of go back to something that you said about the uh, different methods. Mm -hmm. It's not important. The method of how you pay it off is not important. That is not what you need to anchor yourself in. It's the intent, the reason for why. So the, the advice that I would give is set your intent because you, you can't you can't start it. Well, you can start to do anything if you don't set an intent, but you you don't get where you're trying to go if you don't set an intent. So set your intent, which is should be based off your why and then get some systems and strategies and tools in place that you can utilize to help you reach where you're trying to go. So that is my advice. A lot of oftentimes people do get caught up in the how. Mm. They get caught up on that how because they have not figured out or determined why yet. So the why is more important. Figure out why you want to be financially free, like, and then work from there. Yeah, that is so good. That is so good. People do. They get caught up in the how. How am I going to do this? I don't make much enough money. You know that type of stuff. And the biggest thing is you can determine a how. And people, you know, oh, I want to get out of debt. Okay, well you can get out of debt. But what's more important, can you stay out? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's that why that you talk about that's going to 
last with you that allow you to stay out of debt. Similar to yourself, my reason was my daughter. Single parent, my daughter got special needs. So I was like, I had to get my life together. I didn't want my mistakes with money to affect my daughter's future. So that's a deep why. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Even if I, and granted, I'm not saying everything was perfect, but I knew to get back on track because it wasn't for me. Exactly. Right? It was something yeah. deeper. So, and yeah. And that's another thing that I think people get caught up on. The journey of being becoming financially free, being perfect, is not going to be perfect. No. You can't expect it to. You have to, because it, especially if it's something new to you and your family, it's going to be trial and error. So you have to figure out what works and what doesn't. Is not gonna be perfect. Exactly. Even even Dave Ramsey say like it takes three months for a budget to stick. That's because when you're doing a budget, you're figuring out what in that three months when you're doing your budget, you're figuring out what works and what doesn't. Because it's not a cookie cutter type thing. Like a budget that works for you may not work for somebody else. It's based off your lifestyle and other factors. So I think people need to kind of release the thought that the journey of financial freedom will be perfect. And that if it's not perfect to give up, no, you have to keep trying to figure out what works for you. Exactly. Life isn't perfect, <laughs> right? And I like, you know, we call it personal finance for a reason. You're absolutely right. It's not going to be perfect. And that's why, you know, tell my clients, just sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> because you have to continue to live. That's what people think sometimes when they hear going on a budget or getting your money together, they got to stop and give up this or stop and give up that. You know, no, I'm not going to tell you what to give up. No, I might tell you you need to cut back or show you mm-hmm. how by cutting back, how that can impact the goals that you said you wanted to do or that intention that you set out for yourself. So you're absolutely right. The journey is not perfect. And it's so important to still live life. Right. It's a journey, right? It's not a destination and one day be, oh, I, oh, I've arrived. No, it's not that. It's a constant, you know, journey to financial freedom. So thank you. I think that's a great piece of advice. So before we wrap it up, I wanted to ask you, so what's going on with you now besides being, you know, still um, in the Navy? What's going on with you now? What you up to? I have a podcast now. It's called The Wealthy Place Podcast. And we talk about every area of life. We don't just focus on money because I call myself the holistic wealth assistant. I what I like to do is assist people in living a holistically wealthy life and that encompasses everything and not just money. So we talk about how to have healthier, wealthier relationships with family, friends, and careers, mentally, emotionally, just everything, the whole everything. So that's one thing. And then um I have styling services where I help women specifically. You know, I help men too, but my target audience is women. Women who want their style to align with who they are, the root of who they are, and their brands as well. So that's one thing. And then, of course, I do have a financial freedom page, Everlasting Intent, where I give financial advice and words of wisdom for the financial journey. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you're doing big things while still serving. (laughs) I love it. I love the idea of the podcast. Like you said, holistically, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much more than about the money. And -hmm. that's why when I started my podcast, it was like, I don't want to, you know, I'm known for finances, right? I'm the financial battle buddy, whatever. But I'm like, it's so much more than money. So that's why I'm like, to me, it's about freedom. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So you have we talk about career freedom, lifestyle freedom, financial freedom, because it's really not about the money. It's really about that freedom that you're looking for. Right. Right. So I just love the idea of the podcasting and your styling services. I see. Yeah, you be doing your thing. I see you on Facebook. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I be seeing you on Facebook. So I think that's great, especially. Wow. I just when you said that, I started thinking about how she can help women as they transition from the military with their, we don't know nothing about no style, you know, for the most part, because we're rocking uniform most of the time, you know, when we're not, especially those of us, you know, active duty, right. We're rocking our uniform all the time. So we really may not know how to dress for the civilian, you know, especially interviews and, and stuff like that. Or it goes back to that identity that we mentioned too. We don't even know what our style is. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's a great service that you offer um, as well. So if someone would wanted to reach out to you in regards to, you know, your styling services or your podcast, how can they find out more about you, Latrice? Well, my podcast is on all major podcasting platforms. So you can find me on Spotify, Apple, Audible, you know, just pretty typically just anywhere you get your podcast from. And it's called The Wealthy Place Podcast with Latrice Johnson. And as far as the styling services go, I uh, have a, the services tab is forthcoming, but it's Kiray's Closet. So, you know, even if you're not looking for styling services there, I do sell items as well. So that's K-I-R-E-I-S-C-L-O-S-E-T. I had to get tripped up on it. Kiray'sCloset.com. And I'm also on Instagram, QA's Closet. So you can go, I have styling boards on that page, that Instagram page. So you can go look around at this, the outfits that I put together. And even if it's an item that I don't sell on my website, and even if it's a piece that you see that you just want, I have a thing where I, I cost compare and I give links to the same item at the cheapest price possible. Because I, you know, the financial piece in there, like I want to make sure you, getting the best price whatever it is you want while you're on this journey to build you know being financially free so yeah awesome awesome and don't worry you guys if you didn't catch all that i'll have the name of the podcast in the show notes i have her website uh her, you know where you can find her on social media and stuff like that but once again sis i want to say thank you um from joining me today thank you for your continued service fighting for our freedoms. And yeah, I just look forward to everything that you have to come in the future. Thank you. So there you have it, everybody. Thank you for listening to another remarkable episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave a review, and make sure you spread the word about the podcast to your battle buddies. To learn more, please jump over to www.drannjames.com. Thanks again for spending time with us and be sure to join in next time to the Freedom Battle Buddies of Color podcast.